Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, the good news, like, is I think we got the soundboard working after about a thousand attempts, but unfortunately, it's come at the cost of your eardrums in yeah, the uh, green room. How are you? Apologise for everybody who's had the volume turned up on that one. Probably <laughs> sitting in a ditch at the moment if you're listening to it in the car. That Juzzy was <laughs> trialing it just before we've come on air and uh, gave me zero warning about it. And honestly, I've gone to have a shower and clean up after that because it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it's not, well, it's been too quiet for too long. Like, we're in the home stretch here. We've got to liven things up a bit, um, particularly as shit as my week was last week. I needed to pick me up and, and breaking your eardrums was it. But no, it's good to be back. We're around 23. Uh, just as we go to air, uh, the Dennis Denudo defense of the, the vibe and that kind of thing didn't quite work out for the Cowboys. So I'm just going from bad to worse here, mate. And terrible super coach implication because Val... Val has gone for four weeks. Who saw that coming? Everybody, I think. Mm. You know, Everybody except Jaden Campbell. <laughs> Captaincy curse strikes again. That is two weeks in a row. Captain Val, two sin bins, and now he's gone for the year. I mean, if, if there is a curse right there. Oh, wow. You did <laughs> just it's... mention someone off air, and I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to build my case towards the back end when we do talk about captaincies for reasons why you should not captain him this week. If you don't, if you don't want to build a case very well, I've got a uh, Townsville lawyer that just recently probably never worked, <laughs> will never work in the NRL again. So maybe he can come onto the Supercoach Talk podcast and help you out. But nonetheless, how was last week for you? Uh, I, I finished the round. I must say, I wasn't uh, paying a lot of attention uh, to it, particularly in the last little stretch. The Cowboys' horrible game on Sunday, but finished with a ten fifty. And in all honesty, I hadn't looked around the rest of the leagues. I knew that uh, the Storm had done pretty well and, and Lat and all that, those kind of guys, Nathan Cleary, mm-hmm. killing it, Unicorns. And I thought 10.50, whatever, it's not going to be great, but uh, 75,000th in Ooh. the ground rankings and back in the back in the five figures. It was an absolute disaster. From pillar to post, how did you go? You are absolutely bookending your your year with uh, shit performances up front followed by the latter ones. Um, my, my weekend was good. I had a 13.33 and I jumped up. Just about 1,500 spots. As listeners of the pod will know, <clears throat> I've been saying the last couple of weeks, I've been going up 200, down 200, uh, week-to-week basis and sort of floating. So it was finally good to have a positive moving week. Hopefully, I can build on it and uh, finish strong. Yeah, it's ex-site uh, contributor Carlos the Dwarf, Andrew Milgate. He's of the Rugby League eye test fame these days. He gets seventh in round yeah. ratings, nearly takes the cash. I think apparently, what does he get? 1,500. What a huge score. Mm. What does the uh, he say he got he, fifteen bucks worth of KFC or something? Yep, yep. He got uh, Tom Sangster hand delivered it. Gave him fifteen dollar voucher to go get some dirty bird. There you go. I thought it'd be like Tom Sangster <clears throat> bursting out of a um, giant bucket of chicken or something. 
uh, in undies or something like that. Big hairy man stooping out. <laughs> throwing wicked wings. Of a, <laughs> all yeah, of a KFC. Sangster probably could fit in a KFC bucket, actually, so it would be. <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, congratulations to Carlos. Quick one on, as I, I bring it up, the uh, Nick watch, Kirkup watch. I mean, I think that's basically where I'm at this season because last week was all uh, a lot of really important head-to-head games, which I clearly uh, lost. I think I'm in one cash league still to go. So anyway, my season's virtually done and dusted. I'm just trying to find. It's, it's one of those weird final sort of screens now that we got to navigate through. But Nick Kirkup, 1287 last week, back to 239th. And how's our boy Adam? Adam Stilesy Styles. The turn Styles charge. 369th. And what's he done? Where's he gone? You know, he's flicked off over to Canada, mate, for the last couple of weeks of the year. So yours truly, we've taken over the late mail for the time being. Uh, I apologize to everyone in advance for when I do forget or screw it up somehow. But um, mm. it is what it is. The big man needed a, a vacation. He's worked hard for the last four or five years. We you know, graciously granted the request and uh, he's mm. off. He's off. I must say it's a bold strategy because he's that far up the ladder. I don't think, I think he has a really good season under his belt in his past, but I think 369th with five rounds to go, I suspect he could have been doing late mail in all fairness. He's going to be up at three in the morning catching all the ins and outs shortly. Why yeah. would you leave your team on yeah. autopilot and risk the laid yeah, outs? One I mean, of the best I'll... comments I saw on Twitter, he announced it on Twitter just the other day, mm. and the, one of the best comments I saw was, judging by how the rest of the panel go when they're not paying attention to Supercoach, congrats on winning 2023 Supercoach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not... It's not far off. Not at all. I mean, the more you think about it, the harder it gets. But um, there you go. So Stilesy, he's flying up the ladder. Joe Fitz not too far behind. But, yeah, keen eye on both of those guys. Good luck for the rest of the run home. Uh, quick, I guess, around the grounds from you and I. How many trades do you have left? I've got uh, four heading into this week. So right. really, really skating on thin ice. Um, probably making two and then hope, you know, just butt clench season professional accountant as I am doing the how many rounds do we have left on my on my fingers uh we only got five left yep, so correct. just under one a week it's going to be tight are uh, you tempted to blow them this round and, and get two people in what are you doing yeah yeah so I'll probably be making two trades this week so as I said then I'll just go skating through hopefully no one pulls a Val Holmes and I can ride these guys out to the end of the year my God, Val, what a terrible time to do it. Pre-Broncos game too. Honestly, it's been absolute disaster of a week. But anyhow, I've got four left. Same with you. And I'm at the point now where I just don't care. So I'm going to throw some darts. Uh, bring some Granville time. Honestly, honestly, mate, I thought uh, when Reese Robson, one of my other players, went down with an HIA at the back end of that game, Jesus, it's been a shitty week. <laughs> I thought this is Jakey G's time to shine. 80 minutes against this yeah. former club. Let's do it. It's going to be mm. – so, anyhow, Reese Robson's named this week, which I guess is a good segue into uh, Around the Grounds for Teamless Tuesday for Round 23. So soothing. It's beautiful. Mm. Okay. Uh, we'll start off with a HIA out in Egan Butcher. He's copped his second one of the last, what, month, month and a half. So he's out now uh, this week. Uh, could return next week, but considering he's had two in short succession, I wouldn't be surprised to see him miss in a couple of weeks. Um, Joshua Wong or Sia Wong comes in and starts on the edge for him. So he's only, what, 216K or something like that. 
I don't know how long he's there, but uh, a sneaky cheapy entering the fray late in the year. For the Eagles, Tupolotto is out thanks to a cannonball tackle by JDB, and so is Sean Kepi. Uh, in comes Raymond Vega, and mm. Ben Trevojevic is back on the bench. That's <laughs> just where they want to see him. <laughs> That's exactly right. Let's go to the AEs. <laughs> the Perfect. perennial AE nightmare. Um, two players I want to speak about in this game, opposing fullbacks. Teddy, let's start with him. I called him out last week. Oh. I thought he turned the corner. I thought he turned the corner against the mighty Gold Coast Titans, who beat... Premiership heavyweights, the Cowboys, just a week later. But 737 or 730.7K, uh, is he basically cooked? You he's, pointed out in your article he needs he needs a flat track. Jesus, doesn't he what? And say he's got Manly this week, and I think he's got the Tigers in a couple of weeks. So there could be a couple of big scores on the horizon. But as I said, he, he averaged something like 77 against top eight sides last year, the top eight as they finished. And this year he's going at about 44. It's just you know, apples and oranges. Hmm. It could have scored last week, though. Had the, twice. Oh, could have scored twice, well. but didn't. There you go. I mean, if you've traded him in over... almost scores, mate. You should do if England cricket were in charge. But Beaky. if you if you were a Teddy owner over a Latrell, say, I think in the run home, you kind of just got to push that one out, out the, the uh, back door, so to speak, but and move on. Because I think, as you said, he was a couple of, you know, fortuitous calls away from getting over the line and scoring a 60, 70, 80 whatever it could have been, goes and gets a Tigers game, low in fairness, they've not been that bad. But I think you've just got to run him out and hope that you know he beats up on some fellow cellar-dwelling sides over the weeks to come. Or if you've traded him in, are you rage trading with, say, one of your four trades and going to oh, all the time? What, what would you do in this scenario? Just hold it'd and be lovely forgive. to rage trade, but in all seriousness, we're very short on trades and you've probably got bigger problems in your sides mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, as we said at the top, we've lost Val Holmes, so a lot of people are having to make that move. Uh, JDB also got four games, lost his um, lost his fight at the judiciary, so he's out for the next four games, and I know he was a popular front row option. So it's going to be pretty tough. Um, the Roosters' draw isn't horrible. Manly, Dolphins next week, uh, then Parramatta, who are only 11th at the moment, and uh, then the Tigers before finishing with the Bunnies in round 27. So that last game of the year will be tough, but the other ones seem okay-ish. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, I'd suggest, you know, you probably just ride him in hope, but um, surely he's got to finish strong. And any concern, I know in your article you pointed out that Ruben Garrick remains at fullback uh, despite Kerry Weeks floating around. Any concern that he goes back to the wing and potentially loses out on the points he normally gets being at fullback? I mean, we've talked about him being a run-home player. I assume nothing really has changed in a week. No, nothing's super changed for me. There was uh, a couple of rumours doing the rounds yesterday, I think, that Kerry Weeks would be named at fullback and Garrick would be back on the wing. Um, now that Tupelotu's out, but they've gone with Garrick back there and brought in Raymond Vega. So it's it seems like you know they'd they'd rather Garrick playing at fullbacks mm. where they can utilize him all across the park. And he's looked pretty good. In all fairness, he's looked pretty good. They had a they had a bad loss on the weekend, I think, but um, he still put up a pretty decent performance. So I don't think he's going to go breaking tons, but I, I think he's going to be very serviceable. And as I said, like trades are at a premium. Um, I'm not trading out a guy playing fullback um, who's healthy, pretty much. Apologies to our Manly Sea Eagles fans, AJW probably, uh, out there. But they did have a win. They did have a win? <laughs> they did. They beat the Dragons. Oh, yeah, of course they did. Of course they, they did. did. The of course Dragons. they did. Yes. Um, moving on to the next game. Actually, Lake, I've got some breaking news here. Uh, Is it Val Holmes still? <laughs> He's back. 
<laughs> David, sorry, I actually just blew the punchline there. <laughs> Fafita is out. Fafita is out. It's a huge out. Yes, Jojo Fafita has got Sinners Moses injury, so he is out of the centres, replaced by Aaron Schilt. Um David Fafita is fine. <laughs> he is fine. Although it didn't look fantastic. He takes a lot of settling runs these days and doesn't do much. Still gets 70 points. Yeah, he did set up uh, a try to um, Khan Pereira. AKP, so still just he needs one or two runs per game to really, you know, get close to a ton. And what do you reckon about um uh Tino Fasul Malawi coming back next week? So I mean front rows I bloody brought in Corey Horse for last week, he was terrible. But uh if you don't own him, I assume you've traded him because he's been out three games. But is he one of those guys you'd look to round your side out with when he I'd does come back? I'd love to have him. I think we spoke during the origin period and we we're talking about front rowers and, and I said he was the one I wanted more than anybody and I never got him in um, and absolutely mm. just hated myself watching him bang out 80s and 90s week after week. Uh, he'll, he'll come home. Titans are still in with a shot, albeit a slim one, of making the finals. Um, so they're going to want all their big guys playing big minutes as as, um, and doing as much as they can. And uh, he's going to be fresh off for a, a three-game break. So I think he's come back strong and he'll finish the year probably top two um, front rowers from this point on. Mm. I like it, the break as well. Had the origin come and gone, gets a couple of weeks to put the feet up, watching the side run around. And then, you know, it's probably better if the Titans aren't in the frame because they can just start throwing the ball around and doing whatever the hell they want. And I think they're playing a lot of daytime games. Yeah, I guess um, the danger well. with that is if they do start throwing the ball around, a lot of it will go to their attacking guys and the outside backs and the probably middle forwards won't see a whole lot of it in that respect. So you want Tino in there um, doing the hard yards. Fair play. Uh, speaking of the little break, the Warriors got a buy last round. They come back pretty uh, strong looking into the run home. Near Corey, yeah. HA last game, but comes back in. Jazz Tavunga on the extended bench. Not sure what they'll do with that rotation. But a uh, really big one here, I reckon, for SJ. He is about yeah. 78 years old, uh, probably due a rest. So got that last week. Gets a game here against the Titans on the Goldie. Uh, I think he does have a pretty good record against them historically as well. Historically, this is a- the last time he played them was back in 2021 where he had a 71. So I didn't look there back further than that. Um, but, yeah, still does score well against them. Always has. He's loved playing against the Titans from um, off the top of my head. And um, I, I just don't see him getting a rest. They just had a rest. They got five mm. more games where they need to solidify a top four and – Surely he's putting in everything to be in Dallium contention. I mean, imagine the storylines. Yeah, I want to talk about him versus Cleary at the end of the um, end of the team lists because I think that's definitely worth a conversation. But what do you see the buy doing for, say, Torhu Harris? Pretty unpopular hold over the last couple of rounds with the low scoring and the buy last week, of course. So now it's freshen up. A lot of niggling. Niggles That's it. That he's he's having so. bum knee across a couple of weeks and he had uh, pneumonia at one stage, which has hampered him. So I think the two weeks off or the week off, rather two weeks before between games, will do him a world of good. Hopefully he can get back to scoring like he was at the start of the year, but you know, I wouldn't uh, begrudge anybody trading him out, especially to a Tino. Mm. Would you trust him this week over, <clears> say, I don't know, a guy like in the realm of John Bateman, who's been pretty ordinary. Um, yep. I would say Jacob Preston, but he's on the buy, obviously. But do you trust him or are you just waiting and seeing and holding for the time being if you've still got him? Because um, yeah. personally, I've got him. I'm not going to play him. You're not going to play him? Who's, who are you got at front row? Uh, I've got AFB and Joe Tarpane. So pretty yeah, comfortable there. Corey Horsburgh's fighting around as well. 
And then I've got Hopgood, Hudson Young, and John Batch. Jeez, God, absolutely ballsed up my second row there. But yeah, I just. I don't, you only I want, scored don't a 1050 last week, did you say? Yeah, who thought? Yeah. Bloody yeah. hell. Um, but anyway, I think I just, yeah, very unsure with where he sits so far. And I think as the season wears on, the Warriors do have some favorable matchups. I suspect he won't be getting 60, 70, 80 minutes that he needs to be a, a regular scorer. But. Just waiting to see what happens there. Maybe the buyer will do him good, but leaving it for another week just to see. Uh, next, Sam, Penrith and Storm. What's happening there? Crack again. Uh, it's a huge out. Yeah. Tyrone Peachy has got a uh, two-game suspension as well for a dangerous contact. Uh, so he's been replaced by Zach Hosking, of all people, from bench to the centres. So uh, essentially, Jamin Salmon's coming in to replace Peachy, but yeah, Zach Hosking's moved into the centres. But... In the number 20, Isaac Tungo is still floating around, so there's a possible small chance that he gets promoted. But um, I think there was still very touch and go on whether he'd be playing at this stage, so I wouldn't expect that to be the case. That's excruciating for owners if he does miss out for a third week, I think it is, in a row. Yep, um, and for Zach Hosking, of all people, <laughs> Jesus. And for Zach Hosking, yeah. But, I mean, 8 p.m. game, so you should know by Thursday night. Where, yep, where yep. I'll try and get some so. information. Um, if Stolzy's not doing his job still, then I'll I'll try and get something to all you punters out there. On the other it's side of the ball, Tyron Wishart is out off the bench, but Nelson Asafa Solomona comes back in on the edge, uh, pushing Tom Eisenhuth back to the bench. Yeah, not a hell of a lot going on with Storm there. Outside of the reserves, where I think Ryan Pappenhausen comes back for the first time in a long time this week. Is that right? Yeah, he's playing in the Q Cup for the first time. Mm. Um, I don't imagine he'll get a full game, so he'll probably play bit part there and he'll probably play again next week trying to get some runs into the legs but yeah he's finally making a return good to see it is and i've watched nick meaning closely as an owner the last few rounds he scored one good score for me and he's been mm-hmm. pretty middling over the last couple of weeks he's sort of getting in the way a lot you watch the shape and he kind of just i don't know he doesn't look like he belongs when you got yeah it's, it's like it's and weird they were going to him a lot in the mm-hmm. early Part of the season, but now it's all Cam Munster, Jerome Hughes, um, doing all the damage from the halves. So, as you said, he, he he's still floating around out there, but a lot of um, dummy and goes from the the middle two, and they're putting up decent scores at his expense. Yeah, I mean, at this stage, you kind of need the Storm to rack up a massive score against the side, so he kicks a lot of goals. But against Penrith, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I was just so. say, it should be this week. Yeah, if only Val was frigging playing. But anyway, speaking mm. of Val, uh, he's out for the cows. Uh, you did call out, um, or actually someone called out in their article, that uh, Zach Labor might be the option to replace him, but not even on the extended no. reserves, which as a cows fan I'm surprised at. Supposedly had a pretty good game in the Reggie's last round, but it could be any of Brendan Elliott, uh, Kyle Felt. He's even yeah, that, there. that's, that's the name I heard. So I, I did hear that Murray Tungalangi would be pushing into the centres, mm. Um, and Kyle Felt would be back in on the wing. So I was going to ask you, would that mean uh, Semi Valame would switch sides to the left and Kyle Felt go back to his traditional right side? Um, I, no, I don't think so. He played on the left against Parramatta uh, the week after we tailed up the storm and Semi Valame kept his spot on the right there, the grand final right. But, I mean, actually, to be fair, I would love the uh, Kyle Felt back on the right just to really stick it to the Broncos. Imagine golden point well, try yeah. <laughs> after a terrible Flip pass week. from Tommy Dearden. Oh, they're the new Morgo. But, yeah, no, I suspect that, if anything, um, I thought Labor would come in and, and slot in at centre because he's a left centre by trade. But, anyhow, I can see Muzz coming in and 
hopefully, for God's sake, tightening up our defence out there because I can just see Reese Walsh and co Adam Reynolds absolutely tearing us to shreds, which, as a Cowboys fan, I absolutely hate. But anyway, yeah. they're going pretty well, to be fair, I have to say. No no real changes to them? No, nothing really. Brennan Piacura is back in on the uh, second row and Jesse Arthurs has served his suspension, so he comes in to the wing. Uh, it means Dean Mariner and Xavier Willison both drop out, but um, Pat Carrigan goes back to lock. So he's had his one try for his ever, and mm. uh, they shift him back to the middle where he's not going to see any of that ever again. Pretty annoyed because during the year, there was a game where he was rumoured to be going to the edge, and I thought, oh, fuck, you've got to get on him for any time try score here. He'll be an absolute, uh, he'll be you know $13 or something like that. And he goes and he doesn't score, of course. And then I ignore it last week. He goes to the edge and scores. Yep. So there you go. But in, in my defense, I did get on mighty Alex Twall during Ooh. the year for, I think he was nine or something like that. So, yep, had a, I think I shouted myself a crisp. Uh, great Northern Carton. So thank you very much, Mr. Tall. Fins and you guys. Fins and the Knights. Yes, it's going to be a crazy Daytime, game. actually, 3.30. Yeah, we've Perth. got it uh, listed at 5.30, but it's over in Perth, Optus Stadium in Perth. So uh, I don't know, go figure. So Dolphins home game over in Perth, which will be a couple hours earlier. It'll be a nice dry track over there. Probably warmer weather than both these sides are used to playing in. But yeah. Mm. Um, it should be a good game. Ewan Aiken is out. He hurt his knee at the back end of last game, so he's out. Cody Nekarima goes into centre, and Anthony Milford uh, starts at 5'8", after scoring a double on the weekend um, in that sh- very close loss to the Doggies. And um, Isaiah Katoa is back in on the bench in case anybody is still holding him. He's back in Dreadful. a nightmare territory. And for the Knights, unchanged. You do not change a winning formula. Hmm. It's absolutely unreal how uh, far along. You guys have been just flying under the radar up until that Storm game, and then you come out and you belt the fellow top eight side in Canberra at home. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, mate, but stick it to these Broncos fans and join them in the queue for grand final tickets, I say. Yeah. Are you doing it? Oh, I'm jumping them. Jumping them. <laughs> the line starts with me. Yeah, no, so it was a, it's been a weird old year. We started off slowly. Like uh, round three, we played these same Dolphins, and they beat us. 36 to 20, we looked very mm. ordinary. A um, couple of close losses to some decent teams throughout the year, but and then we just sort of okay. just went, yes. Exactly. When we were shit. When yeah, we were shit. When you were shit. <laughs> Roosters when they were shit. Um, but, yeah, really it was after that Penrith game in round 17 and we faced the Dogs the following week for that 66-0 win and, and have gone on from there. Dogs-Tigers, and I thought, you know, that's probably where our luck finishes. But, yeah, turned it on against Storm, turned it on against the Raiders and, Really need a couple of big weeks ahead to uh, sneak into the bottom half of that top eight. Really good race to the finish line. Looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. Um, you did mention Perth would be a little hotter. I've just had a look at the weather. It's looking cloudy and 17. Oh, there you go, Perfect. There on Saturday. And I do recall, like, every time we seem to take an NRL game over there, it just buckets down rain. Remember that game where uh, was it was at the Bunnies and Broncos and it was just yes, like, puddles in right. the end goal. They just yeah. chipped it in there. They Is that kick, also the Gerald kick along to the in goal and it would stop dead. Yeah, yeah. that was right. Chris Sander, I think, um, in his glory years. But there you go. Um, with that in mind, given no hopefully rain about, Caelan Ponga seems a relatively safe play as captain if on a dry track daytime game against the Finn side that can leak. Yeah, it's. I, I did some. I went through the stats and I had a look at some past games and stuff. He missed that round third three game. Um, it was out probably with a HIA. Let's be honest. But um, <laughs> so he has never played the Dolphins, but they do give up some decent 
points to fullbacks. Sorry, just trying to bring up the numbers as we speak and my computer's not working. Um, but the Dolphins are giving up the second most points on the year to fullbacks at 77.4 a game. Um, so plenty of decent scores against them. Avarillo had a 67 last week. Before that, there was a 68, 95, a 34, 119, 126, 103. So that's the run of points they've been given up to the fullback position. And Pong has just been on an absolute tear. Um, mm. He's cracked the $1 million mark, which is, what, the third person to do it this year. Um, just flying. I don't see any reason to doubt him. You just, like, you look at the Dolphins and, you know, credit credit to them what they've done to be able to stay in the fight for most of the year. But you look at their side and you just can't see them limiting an inform side like the Knights to, you know, less than 20 points or something like that's, that. And if they're scoring 20, Cannon Pong is all over that. Yeah, that's that's my worry though. The Knights, for better or worse, we, we turn up against the good sides, <laughs> you know, this year anyway, and we'll just take the, the bad sides for granted. So hopefully we can do a bit of a um, doggies number on them and put a big score on. I guess Wayne might have it in their ear that uh, Ponga ditched all you guys. Back in the day, they were looking at KP as the uh, Dolphins normal marquee signing. going to happen. Instead, they got Ray Stone, so there you go. Might still be harboring a grudge. Uh, Rabbits and Cronulla, the doubleheader over in Perth. This should also be, an, I guess, an interesting game. Souths have been not in great form. Cronulla, we know, have been terrible. So mm. what, what happens in this one? Well, I've got... The Rabbitohs winning in a canter because they are currently a top eight side and we know how the Sharks go against those teams. So mm. it should be, you know, both sides are trying to fight to stay in that top eight. They're six and seven at the moment, I think it is. Um, it should be a good game in that respect. For the Bunnies, not much changes for them. Harme Sele and Jacob Hoster out with uh, Michael Cheekham and Talis Duncan coming back in. Your boy Davey Mawali oh, stays on the bench in the number 14. <laughs> He's good for a couple of minutes. Uh, I think he got sinned or something last week as well. There was a yeah, yeah, I think so. He ended up with a citation. (laughs) So here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Just to Love make things a little bit worse. Yeah. Um, big out for the Sharks. Will Kennedy pinged a hammy, did his best uh, Tom Trojevich impersonation on the weekend, and he's out for... Uh, I don't know the full extent. Last I saw it was indefinitely until they got some more scans. So I don't know exactly how long that's going to be. But Ronnie M- Mulatalo is back in on the wing and so is Jesse Colquhoun on the bench. Hmm. I mean, we spoke about it last week. Tigers always look like um, really good opponents in Supercoach land. But I read somewhere this week that 
until that Cowboys 74-0 game, they were like the second best defensive side in terms of super coach. So they've like been relatively miserly and stuck in games. And maybe Latrell's, I mean, some may have seen it as an underwhelming score, but 80 or thereabouts. 74, I believe. Yeah, do you yeah, see no, they they've given up the third most points to fullbacks this year and say recent numbers against them are 74 41 137 51 and 173 uh, which I believe was the drink water game so mm. yeah plenty of points there and it's obviously inflated by that number um, those two tons I've read out of the only two tons they've given up to a fullback this year so consistently giving up big scores in the 90s and 80s and stuff like that, but not really allowing too many mass explosions from the back there. So I'd expect like a 80 from Latrell here again, but uh, uh, sorry, that was last week. Um, so, yeah, he had a 74, obviously, and um, the Sharks I just... I called him as... I think I called him as a sub-60 potential. I just threw it out there did, that I didn't did. think it would go very well. That's pretty close. Oh, give me that. We the got- English Cricket Board, again, would give me that. So I'm counting that as a moral victory. Yeah, the rain delay got you. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, in fairness, the Sharks, big worry for me, Nico Hines, and I think a big worry for a lot of people here. Latrell is who he is. But Nico, on the other hand, has got a very, very classy couple of halves around him. Last week was that aberration game against Penrith where they didn't score a single point. This week comes up against the Bunnies, who are still pretty leaky, but it's almost make or break. If he does not perform well here, you're way behind the eight ball. If the lights yeah. are cleary. And SJ kick on. So what's the read here? He's not scoring in the 20s again. I, I yep. can guarantee that. So um, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. Connor Tracy's not a, a massive downgrade from Will Kennedy. It is a big loss, but Connor Tracy can do a job there. You just really want to hope that their forwards can get on top of the Bunnies big boys, which is where they got absolutely monstered last week. JFH had an absolute field day. Um, you know, Brendan Hamlin, Ueli, and Toby Rudolph were practically unseen. I, did, I didn't really even notice them out there. Um, but, you know, if he can get his combination clicking with Britton Nakora now that he's back in the forwards and Cam McInnes can have another 90 tackles, then they, they, they're in with a chance. I think that Britton Nakora, as you mentioned, is kind of the big key there because so often it's Hines to him that leads yep. to massive points. Um, and, you know, that combination hasn't clicked the last couple of rounds. But... I know Hines has been in such good form for so long that it's hard to see him staying out of it as bad as the Sharks are. But I must say, they have fallen in a huge heap. Yeah, well, so um, on Brittany Nakora last week, when Kennedy went down, Connor Tracy went from the left centre to fullback and Brittany Nakora ended up playing left centre for the game. Mm. So just absolutely was nowhere near Nico Hines. They didn't have a lot of ball anyway. Penrith really controlled it. I don't see the Bunnies having that same control over the game. Um and, yeah, both men should be a lot better off for this week. Um, I, you did talk about my shit sandwich of a Supercoach year. It's pretty, you know, just par for the course for me, really. But a move that I would do normally in, in a given year is hold on to Heinz at this stage of the yep. year. I would, I would say, you know, go on and you know, just hope that it turns around. And history tells me it never does. It never does. The crowd moves one way. I don't. And I suffer as a result. So this year, I'm... Mm. Um, Flicking Hines. Make that trade then. Oh, you're <laughs> flicking Hines. No, I'm getting, rid of, getting rid of him I'll because on, otherwise I'd say normally I've got four trades left. I won't bother. Hines will come good. He never comes good. They never do. None of the players yeah. that I hang on to come good. And I end up getting flogged 400 points like I did yeah. last it's, round. Honestly, so, it's, it's hard to go past SJ the way he's playing at the moment. And yep. clearly he's come back. No, he hasn't missed a beat since he's come back. And Penrith trying to go for that 
um, minor premiership again. So I don't think they'll be resting too many guys over the back end of the year. And, and Cleary's had a few weeks off to rest up now. So those two are, are probably one, two or one, a one B in my book with Heinz at third. Um, but again, if you have to run with Heinz, it's, it's not a huge loss. We know he's got those big scores in him. Um, you're going to throw him out there every week. Anyway, if he's in your side and just hope for one of them, um, maybe just don't captain him. Mm. I mean, yeah, it'd be very hard to trust him as a captaincy play here. But again, I just think the crowd moves in one direction and more often than not, they seem to get it right when I don't. So I don't know. It's a toss of the coin and I'm going to leave it up until sort of Thursday or so. But at this stage, very much leaning towards flicking Nico for either Cleary or SJ. You can make a profit out of those moves. All right, let's move on to the next game. Para and St. George. Yeah, Combat. big so one. Mitch, Mitch Moses' time to shine. Yeah, well, is it? Because Dylan Brown is back in the side. So, uh, And funnily enough, Brennan Hands is out. Uh, I don't think they want to have Dylan Brown and Hands associated with each other going forward. <laughs> so yes, well done. He, he's back in, um, and he's going to add a lot to this side. <laughs> Thanks, Baz. <laughs> Sorry, I was very slow on the, off the mark with that one. Anyway, yeah, Baz is back at the bar getting a drink. That's what it was. Um, other huge news for Parramatta fans is Wonga Blake is out. So then Isaac Limalumi is back on the wing. Um, and then a couple of minor changes on the bench, but... Yeah, that's huge for Parramatta with Dylan Brown. He's going to add a lot to this side, a lot of what they've been missing on that left-hand attack. Mm. What do you reckon about Gutho? Like, obviously, decent game against the Storm. Last week, a pretty, um, I don't know, big effort from their opponents. But longer term, a lot of people went him to Latrell last round. He didn't actually miss out on that much. And now he gets a daytime game at home with the Cavalry back. Would you be worried as a against the Dragons player? too? Yeah, mm. I would be worried this week. I think he could be in a massive game. Uh, the only concern is that he was chiming in for a lot of those left-hand raids and becoming a key part of those. Dejan Assi was just sort of flicking onto Gutho, who was throwing the final pass or whatever. Um, does that now go to Dylan Brown? Yep, no, it's a fair call. I think um, either way, you get a week to wait and see here. As you said, great matchup. And, you know, Brown's had a lot of time on the sidelines, so a lot of, uh, I don't know, uh, things to occupy himself with. So I, I don't know how quickly he'll fit back into this. So I expect Guthrie in for another big game here. Dragons, I think you brought up, JDB, he's out for the rest of the year. Um, only one you'd really feed, Zach Lomax, you pointed out in yeah. the article. Yeah, Zach Lomax has been on a tear. Um, he's had a very quiet year, but he started off the season over on the left edge for whatever reason. They're playing him at left center when he's traditionally played on the right, gone back there and started putting some good scores up. And especially the last three weeks, he's absolutely braining it, despite them losing two of the three. Um, he had a massive game against the Tigers with a 138, but still putting up good scores in losses. So, you know, I think he's just getting involved more. Uh, he's got the kicking boots on, scoring a few more tries now. He's got some confidence back, and they seem to be going to him. God, he's really uh, peaked in price. He was 518, yeah. Yeah, 510K, actually, not a month ago. And now gets Paris South Melbourne Warriors at Knights to finish. Relatively tough draw, but, um, you know, he's been... Mate, uh, when you're sitting before. 16th, everything is a tough draw. Uh, every team you're playing is above you. But then no pressure. That's the thing. At these stages of the year, you get these sides that have absolutely nothing to lose and they come out to these jittery sides who are hanging on to a top eight spot or trying to claw their way in. We saw last week the Titans all over the Cowboys. Yeah. We looked at um, you know, AKP on the edge and that kind of thing. They tore them to shreds. So if your side comes in uh, a little nervous, these sort of 16, 17, 15 sides will 
I don't know, just find a way on their day if it's you know daytime, nothing to lose, throw the ball around. The coach is a reserve. He won't be there next year. I don't know. Zach Lomax could be a huge pod if they somehow jag a few good tries for the next yeah. couple of weeks. Final game of the round should be, well, it's very... It's a game. It's a, it's a danger game for the Raiders here. We got towed up by you guys, but I, I, hard to see them losing here. Yeah, very hard to see them losing. They have lost uh, the stalwart Jared Croker and Tom Starling has dropped off the bench. Uh, Nick Kotrick has replaced Croker with Sebastian Chris going from fullback to centre and Rappiner back into fullback. So it's an interesting mm. couple of shifts there. They've kept the forwards all the same, the halves and forwards the same, and just made a couple of tweaks in the back line, hoping that that's going to be enough to get them over the line against the Tigers. And you was, think there anything, was there anything that um, happened to Horsburgh during the game, or was it just the fact that I picked him up last week that made him have his worst game in <laughs> That was month? probably it, and I do appreciate <laughs> that, that you did it. Can you, I don't know, trade in Cody Nicarima for me this week, will you? Mm. Um, no, the, Anthony the, Milford, mate. Anthony Milford. Yeah, perfect. The Knights... The, the Knights just had all the ball. They had all the attacking raids. The Raiders really didn't do anything with it when they had it. Um, yeah, so they just didn't have a chance really to put up a good super coach score. I thought it was just odd that Horsford went off about 25 minutes in and then came back with about 20 to go. It just was hugely down on his normal output. And I guess maybe Origin, maybe he was only on the bench there, but it's been a long season playing big minutes. I'm hoping this isn't a sign of things to come. He goes back to the 65, 70 plus minutes because GC needed it. it a, and the Raiders needed it. Watch. The mm. Raiders need it because they say they've dropped down. They're in fifth now. They're in fourth only a couple of weeks ago before getting towered by the Warriors. And then the Knights put a score on them. Now they're only in fifth by points differential, I believe. So, um, yeah, they, they need to get a few wins on the board and they need some big, big performances from their uh, forward pack. Only two guys I want to speak about for the Tigers, John Bateman and Api Coruscant. So starting yep. with Bateman, comes against the old club here. He's been down for a little while, surely. Yeah, this will be a revenge game. He'll be amped for this one. Um, still, he's been very, very poor the last few weeks. So um, I'm looking at booting him. You're going to play him for the revenge game by the sounds of it. I am. I'm looking forward to it. I like him better on the edge. I know last week, tough matchup against the Bunnies, and before that he'd been okay, 70, 69, 57. Uh, played, a, I think, a couple of those at lock, but yeah, back on the edge here. Chance, you guys put 30 on him last week, a chance to get some brittle, and as I said, nervous edge defenders, and I can see him yeah. throwing some offloads, just trying to do dumb stuff. You know what? I can also see a sin bit, just yeah, the way I've been going. So he'll absolutely kill it all the way up until minute 80 and get either sent off or binned or... Mate, yeah. he plays on the right, and he'll be coming up against Hudson Young. They're two absolute firebrands. Oh, no, I have both of them. Yeah. Oh, I mean, have you ever seen both of your players get binned in one play? This oh, could be it. Could you um, imagine playing back in the day for the Battle of Brookie and getting Glenn Stewart and uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Centre for Blair. the centre. Adam Blair, that's the one. Well, yeah, I mean, back in the day, those kind of players were bread and butter for Supercoach. But anyway, um, all right, that's the team news for this round. Uh, we're just going to have a quick chat, I guess, about – won't even throw to a break. Let's have a quick chat about captains and vices and then finish on Cleary and SJ. So captains and vices, we spoke about KP being a very, very safe play this round. Any other VC uh, options that you've been looking at? I know Cleary will also be, and SJ will also be pretty popular this round, but – KP looks the safe one. Anyone you're, you know, flicking the VC on in hope? 
Uh, I think it's say being the games that they play. It's eight o'clock Friday night for Penrith um, and Melbourne. Obviously, you can throw a, a VC on Cleary or you know Munster or Harry Grant. Hope they can repeat performances from last week, and you could be in for a win. Uh, it's going to be a lot tougher against the caliber of sides they're both playing against, but not out of the realms of possibility. Um, I, I had considered Dave Fafita, um, but the Warriors are just superb at the moment. I don't think the, the Titans can put up a decent score in order for him to get the attacking stats he needs for a massive VC score. I don't mind the Warriors, though, in that game. Six o'clock yeah. game on the Goldie. They'll be yeah. fresh after a bye. Goal goes yeah. a relatively well, quick turnaround. We did we did speak about it before. SJ's always loved playing the Titans. And, uh, you know, they're... they're prone to giving up some decent scores. So SJ would be a prime example of a VC option early on the Friday night. And if I don't know uh, SJ at the stage, I'm looking at Nickel Klockstad. So yeah. if you need to get a Warriors jump up in there, I think it'll be one of those cracking 7,000-point games. So keen to see how it goes. Um, but I'm sticking pretty firm with uh, Ponga. Have still got Moses floating around the side. So it's a bit of a pod and an up yours to everyone else that's gone elsewhere. I might just... Hope he yep. gets one last massive game. I guess St. George Dragons. is a good chance of it. Um, you did mention you've gone with Val Holmes for the last two weeks as captain, and you're steering away from that this week. <laughs> well, unless Darby Mowale scores massively and I can bring in Val Holmes as my loophole option. That might be could be mm-hmm. could be a hat trick here. So who can yeah, there you go. Third week in a row for Big Val. Um Actually, maybe before we get into clear, let's talk about Val. He's gone for four weeks. Alternatives at centre wing. Uh, yeah. I, reckon, I reckon Alex Johnson probably a safe play. We saw how he went with uh, Latrell back last week, 120, 130, whatever it was. I was initially leaning towards Campbell Graham, but it's hard to argue with um, sort of stats on the wing there. Nah, and so when they're flying, they go left a lot. We've noticed that for the last few years. It's been a quiet year for AJ, but he really put a big score on the Tigers last week. Um, Sharks this week aren't the leakiest side, but struggling. Then they've got the Dragons, Knights, a bye, and the Roosters. So all teams that are outside that eight at the moment, um, with the exception of the Sharks, obviously. So, yeah, he could come home scoring a few pies and, and putting on some really big scores. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards bringing him in and keeping Latrell out. So I think if I'm you know, on balance, I've got a piece of the pie there. So hopefully AJ can come home with the goods there. But any other, I mean, we've talked about Lomax, but that's very, very long shot. I guess if you don't have the likes of Marju, Nick Cookster, um, I know even uh, DWZ, those kind of guys, um, you know, fill your side with the absolute guns that are highly owned. I think if you don't already have them, is, is that a safe sort of play for the run home? Yeah, it is. And and so there's one other guy that I will throw out there and excuse my Knight's bias, but uh, mm. Dane Gagai is absolutely flying this year. He's got a 71-point average across the season. Um, it just seems to be getting it done week in, week out as someone who's gone well under the radar. He's only 2% owned or something like that. So putting up some really good scores. Or well, outside of that, Brian Toto has hit form again, um, coming back strong. They seem to be going to the right with Cleary there, and he's putting on a couple of good scores two weeks in a row. Yeah, I thank him for waiting until the very end of the year after I've traded him three months ago to finally start kicking on, but that's all good. Um, Dane Gago, I guess the only thing holding back a lot of people from getting him would be the fact that a lot of people probably have Marju, and you yeah. hate to see that dual centre wing from the same team just in case something doesn't go 
right? But those two seem to link together very, very well. So don't they're on opposite that. sides of the field. So yeah, they do that. Sorry, super coach parlance. They link together <laughs> very, very well. You asshole. <laughs> but, yeah. but no, no, I like I like to play uh, as a very biased Knights fan. Um, yeah, I want to throw. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say Murray Taolungi. Who's sure. an ordinary? Get, get Semi Valame in there. We've got the bye next week, but whatever. Hopefully, Taos the Broncos up. But yeah, you've got a hell of a lot to play with. And yeah, worse comes to worse. If you don't have a lot of enoughs, Center Wing's the way to get them in. So plenty of options there if you want to downgrade Val and get some cash up the sleeve to splash on the way home. All right, Cleary v SJ. Let's finish on this topic. I think it seemed to be a pretty safe play. A lot of people going for Nathan Cleary, but. It does belie the run home that SJ has. We spoke about it. You mentioned he doesn't play a top eight team, I don't think, for the run home. Fresh off the bye, uh, definitely ready and raring to go. Is there a case for SJ over Cleary? I'd say there is, um, and it's probably in the situation you're in where mm. your season's done and you're just going completely fanboy, mm. so you go with SJ. Mm. I don't think SJ outscores him, Cleary, on the way home, um, but... I mean, he's been doing that all year. Um, he's been putting up better scores than what Cleary has. Uh, just, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to see that uh, a world where SJ outscores Cleary, but they do have a very favourable draw. Um, and he's been putting on some mammoth scores a lot across the last, what, six weeks. He's hit four tonnes and two seventies. Um, Three games in New Zealand. Two yep. games in Queensland, one against the Finns in the very last round, which could be an absolute bloodbath. But I don't know, the risk with Cleary is that he gets rested in that final round against the Cows, hoping, fingers crossed, that he does. But we've seen it happen time and time again. They like to, once they've got the top two in maybe top spot sewn up, they'll give their players a rest, even though he's had a lot of the year off. That's the risk. And I think if you talk about total points, SJ... If you're a betting, if I was a betting man, and I am, I would have money on him, total points going higher than Cleary. Yeah, well, he'd definitely the be the outsider. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 really hard. It, it's really a flip of the coin. The only score in the same period, really, the six weeks or so that Cleary's had a dud score was when he hurt himself on 32 after 17 minutes. So he's mm. putting up 80s and 120s and, and stuff as well. He's, he's putting big scores on good sides. He had a 120 against New Zealand in, in you know, not – Round ten, I think it was, um, and a one twenty five against the Broncos. So plenty. Even when he comes up against a good size, clear he's heavily involved. Um, yeah. So I don't think the strength of schedule is a huge factor. Like as much as favourable as uh, New Zealand's, oh, sorry, the Warriors' schedule is. I, I just don't see that. Yeah, I'm still on Cleary. I still think Cleary's the way to go. Um, I think you'll get left behind if you don't have him. Probably yeah. ideally you'd want both these guys and leave Hines out the way that the Sharks are playing. But, um, you know, that's a, a very big call. Yeah, fair, fair call. Um, I think I've probably double bluffed myself because I said how I normally would hold on to Hines and that's what uh, my head would tell me. But in this case, I'm getting rid of him. But I also don't then go to the smarter or the, I guess, the crowd play and go to a Cleary because I want to go to SJ. Perfect. So that, that also never works. So holding on to the guy never works. Going to some a guy that other people aren't is also something that doesn't work. So it both cancelled it out. It's not going to work and I'm going to finish 10,000. But what a ride. What a we've ride been out. speaking about it for the last probably two months where we've said our season is done and now's the time to get in players that you enjoy watching. And yes, there are very, very few guys in the game that I enjoy watching uh, more than Sean Johnson. Um, Praise that on. I don't break him. 
you, you do have a history. But yeah, <laughs> he, he's phenomenal when he's on, and this year he's been on more than he hasn't. So, um, yeah, I, I'll enjoy living vicariously through you for that trade. Thank you very much, mate. Looking forward to that. All right, any final words of wisdom as we round out yet another pod in the run home to season 2023 finals? All I want to say is uh, to Stilesy to thank him for his service for the year. And it's been um, well appreciated by not just me, but by plenty of fans around the Twitterverse and on the Supercoach site. Done a fantastic job once again, and we're going to miss you around these parts in the last couple of weeks, mate. Certainly will. He's leaving at a very crucial time of the year and leaving you in charge of late mail. A lot of pressure. So looking forward to seeing how Mistakes you play Mistakes have out. been made. Yes. There we go. All right. Well, looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. Hopefully his Supercoach side continues to rise and hopefully Kirkops does as well. Forget what our stake that was, but I'll drag it out. I'm pretty sure I've lost that as well. What a terrible finish to the year. Good to speak to you, Lakey, as always. Uh, not too long to go before we kick the feet up. Another off-season, we will have a, uh, as a bit of a spoiler, an announcement about the site and the pod over the coming weeks, so keep an eye out for that and what the future looks like. So we'll get that out there once we wrap all the uh, details, dot the I's, cross the T's, and, uh, yeah, keep super coaching, keep flying, and catch you next week. The the oh, I didn't think you were going to play it. Oh, come on. It's going to keep me up all night. I'd have to search for it on YouTube. I'm going to go for the whole thing now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.